Hey there, and welcome to episode 8 of Cast Reflects. I'm your host, Josh, and I'm joined, as always, by Connell Luke the Truth Jennings. Hello, mate. How's it going, dude? You alright? Yeah. Yeah, it's going good, thank you. Good. Uh, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? Well, I was actually um, tempted to start playing a game after one of our conversations a few weeks ago where we talked about the best RTS games. Okay. And I've been playing the campaign of Dawn of War 3, Warhammer 40k, Dawn of War 3. Nice. Relic and Sainment. And yeah, it's it's actually a very good game. I think it got a lot of stick at the time because it doesn't like, it takes a step away, I suppose, from what were traditional RTS styles at that point. Um, yeah. And it does only have three factions in it, Eldar, Orcs and Space Marines. And I think people expected there to be a lot more. But if you take it out of that context and that time period, it's actually a very good game. So was it because obviously RTS when we were growing up was like base building one that yeah. blobbing like infantry together and things like that. And is it more because I think Company Heroes was the first one I played where they added squads in like you yeah. know, squads of units rather than individual units. Yeah. And at first I didn't like it, but now I actually way prefer like a squad of infantry of like yeah, five yeah, or yeah. six rather than individual units because I've not played Dawn of War 3. I've played the first two, um, and I like. I think the first you'd one. really like it, and to be honest, yeah. I think there's potential there for us to play it as like an online game. We could play against each other, and I think it'd be really fun because there's some oh, mecha- nice. some of the mechanics in it are really cool in the factions that are there, um, and you do get squads of units, like you're saying. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So you would build an infantry, and there'd be like five people in it, but they die off one at a time, and then you can yeah send them back to base and recover them and get them back up to full health, sort of thing. Um, but like the Eldar, for example, you can teleport their base structures oh, really? around the map. So they, they're like, you can just keep moving. You can be on the move with them all the time. Oh, uh, so quite like uh, flexible, quite, can be quite aggressive then to play with. Yeah. And the orcs sort of play a bit like GDL from, um, what's it called? Generals. Is it GDL? GLA. 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 What's GDL? E- the EDL, mate. The English e- Defence League. What's GDL? <laughs> they, they, GLA? Some, yeah, the GLA. The Global cool. Liberation Army. And yeah. that, you know how they... Um, uh, like, when you destroy a unit, you can scavenge the... To upgrade your units. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. The Orcs do that. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I suppose they are like... They are like that, aren't they? They're, yeah, they they're very DIY, aren't they? All this stuff, yeah. like they scrap everything together. Yeah, scrap together. together. Yeah, killer cans. They got killer cans. In they it, have got it? killer cans in it, mate. No, oh, she used to love a little killer can with the yeah. with the little saws and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah wicked. Yeah, I really like uh, Dawn of War. The first, the first, the first one in particular was really, really good. Yeah, I think I think you'd enjoy this. It's very the campaign's very uh, hero based. So you, there, you do get base building. You do have to back it up with squads of units and stuff, but. It does very much focus on the like main characters and the abilities that you get with them and upgrading them and stuff. Yeah, because they're like your power unit, aren't they? That exactly. You can, you can turn the tide of the, the 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 match with their abilities and stuff. Massively. So. And do they progress through like almost like an RPG? So you have them at the start, yeah. and then by the end of the campaign, they're like Leveled amazing. Up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you, it even carries through to the multiplayer. Oh really? What the competitive so you, you level up your heroes individually through the matches you play on online. And yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I do like that. I I, I never used to be a fan of that, but 
I do like the idea of having hero units now. Warcraft 3 did that, the original, when it came out, and and that was the first game I played with hero units. I was like, I'm into this. Mm. Because you're getting them from point A to point B, and it gives... It gives the the story a lot more like weight, doesn't it? Because yeah. you're you're physically like fighting the battles with the, with the characters, and then they're in like little cutscenes. And yeah, exactly. yeah, it doesn't have to just be. As much as I love Command the Conquer, it doesn't have to just be that. Go and kill it. Go and kill everyone on this map, and then just <laughs> that's the end of the mission. Exactly. I think it stood the test of time quite well. Like I yeah. think now, if when like going back and playing it now, I've actually really enjoyed it and. It's funny seeing actually the things that people didn't enjoy about it when it came out. Now a lot of RTS style games have evolved to start doing that sort of thing. Yeah, it's like it was too early; it was ahead of its time a bit. Yeah, like Relic, I think, were the, the the developer that really pushed that in the RTS with Dawn of War and Company Heroes. Definitely, I don't think I've gone. I don't think we've done an episode yet where I haven't mentioned Company Heroes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we, and yeah, I just don't think we've done that, but. Oh, it's 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 new in it. It's well, it's still new. The new one. Yeah, it's just it's just well good as well. Like the, the yeah. first two are anyway. I was worried we would be mentioning the Last of Us too much. I didn't realize <laughs> we were gonna <laughs> absolutely sidetrack track ourselves with RTSs every single week. <laughs> well, we might mention the Last of Us in a little bit anyway. So uh, maybe, maybe. Or you have to keep listening to find out what that is. Right, so as this episode is going to go out just before the start of May, I thought we could have a little look ahead uh, to what's coming out mm-hmm. um, for the month of May. We'll do this each month. Uh, the last episode of each month will, will be like a, a a look forward, see what's happening, what games are coming out, what events are happening. There's a few looking at the calendar and the list I've got here. The big one for me, obviously, is uh, Tears of the Kingdom. The new Zelda, the new trailer dropped obviously a week ago, and I might have had a little singular tear. <laughs> no, I watched it because I'm an absolute baby for Zelda. Melt. But uh, yeah, and it just looks so good. It looks so good. I'm so excited. This is easily my most anticipated game of this year, as I, as it will be for a lot of people. Yeah, I love that though. I love that. Yeah, it's just I can't I can't wait. It's a it's a bank holiday as well on the fourteenth, which is two days after it comes out. So it means I've got a little, <laughs> I've got game. an extra day. Yeah, to just Prime play game it. in time. That is. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's nice so though. I mean, like for me, I'm not mad on Zelda. I've I didn't really grow up with Zelda. Um, yeah, but I love how much you love it. It's like I I get excited for you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's good, isn't it? It's it's just. It's just that game for me, you know, like I've, I've loved video games, obviously I'm literally doing a video game podcast, but yeah, Zelda's just that one that just like, it just hits every time, even if they're not, even if they're not amazing, like really, really good to make like amazing Zeldas, like they still just, you know, it just does it for me. It does it for me. So that one is 12th of May, 12th of May that comes out. I, I can't believe I had to double check that. I should, it's been ingrained in my head since it was announced so yeah the new trailer for that looks amazing showed off loads of um like new stuff without you know ruining the whole game which a lot of trailers do now especially film trailers <laughs> it's like oh, here's, here's the film or here's the game the other one the 
The other one that I'm really looking forward to is Amnesia, the bunker. Yeah. Um, have, you, have you had a look at this? Yeah. And I've never played any of the Amnesia games. I've watched a lot of them on YouTube. Um, and I really wanted to play the last one that came out, but I just never got around to it. Because they, they look amazing. They look right on my street as well. They're really good. And it's, have you ever played Soma? Yeah, yeah. I reviewed it on the channel. How dare you ask? You did. You did. I forgot you did that. <laughs> yeah. That's shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's just, it's frictional games. It's the same same developer yeah. that did Soma. And Soma's like, for someone that has thalassophobia, <laughs> Soma's basically as bad as it gets. It's like, it's amnesia, but it's underwater. It's at the bottom of the ocean. It's like, yeah. ah, it just sounds awful. It's a really cool game. Really cool yeah, game. yeah. It's it's very um, like high concept in it in terms of its narrative. Yeah. But um, yeah, Amnesia, the, the original is uh is really really good i would totally recommend playing that still if you've not played it because it's quite it's quite timeless in in the way it looks weirdly you kind yeah. of understand if you play it and there's there's some really interesting things they do with some of the monsters and it's not about fighting them it's about you know surviving and just getting away getting away from them the second one i wasn't massive on like i didn't mind it it was freaky in certain places but i much preferred the first one but this one looks like it's kind of like a sandbox i think it's been dubbed as so mm. it's it's set in an old um world war ii bunker yeah you're just the the only gameplay i've seen of it is you're just basically like walking around this bunker and it's like a labyrinth basically and you gotta get out but obviously it's amnesia so there's these ming in monsters like yeah yeah sort of stalking you but not all the time yeah so that looks really good i'm really excited about that particularly was there anything looking at may that you that you're particularly excited about yeah i've got three games that i've been keeping an eye on and um one of them i expected you to have on your list to be honest go on um, so i'll leave that until last but uh coming out on second of may we've got redfall um, which is the uh, Arcane Studio published by Bethesda vampire first-person shooter. Yeah. Um, I think it actually might be on Game Pass as well, I think. It is It is going to be on Game Pass. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, that looks quite cool, man. looks really slick. You know, I think for me, I'm not sure about like the narrative side of it. It would have to do something to sort of draw me in still. But as a game, it looks very, very good. Yeah, Arcane are really... Make really, really good first person yeah, shooters. They do. Yeah, really, really good. Really creative. So I think as a co op game or multiplayer game, that would be that'd be really fun to play, especially yeah. if it's on Game Pass. It's got us written all over it. It does. Um the second one I wanted to mention quickly is by Nexon Games and it's um coming out it hasn't got an actual day release date, but May. Um it's called Veiled Experts. It's a free to play third person shooter that's coming out on nice. PC. Um I watched people play this on YouTube and streaming and stuff when it was in the beta. Yeah. Um, and it just looks quite cool. Looks, It's like search and destroy game modes. Um, okay. So like pretty, I, that's like, I think, my favorite type of online game nowadays, like that sort of game mode. And yeah, it just looks like high energy. You can't really camp or hide or it's just going to be madness. So definitely nice. want to give it a go. Free, free to play is that? 
Yes. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's nice to have a free to play game sometimes to try out, you know? It's less yeah. on the line if you don't like it. Oh, mate, exactly. It's like Splitgate when we played loads of Splitgate. That was really fun. I was, I was really enjoying that. And then it was like, done playing this now. That was that was really good. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Bought the Battle Pass on, on Splitgate as well. So Yeah, I think. Oh, uh, no, I didn't actually. I, didn't. I did. Paid, you know, I paid my dues. <laughs> Um, and then the final one, which I thought you would have on yours, comes out on the 18th of May. I knew, I knew it was going to be. You knew it was going to be this. I, I knew it was going to be this one because I nearly put it on on the list, okay, but I didn't because cool. of amnesia. Yeah, it makes sense. Red Barrels, <laughs> Outlast Trials, uh, looks really cool, doesn't it? Like, yeah, it's got like saw inspired co-op puzzle escape room type things, but obviously yeah. very gory, very Outlast. This has got us written all over it. Yeah, that was what <laughs> I, I would was say. Thinking. Yeah, this is going to be. There's going to be videos of this, I think. 100%. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, I love... It's not like a... Uh, it's not Outlast 3, is it? No, In no. inverted commas. It's just, it's just a sidestep from that for this particular... Like you said, it's this Saw-inspired... Well, I don't know if it's inspired by Saw, but you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that it's kind very, of like... That vibe. Multiplayer, yeah, where it's these mad traps and you've got to basically get out, haven't you? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it does. It does it really good. I didn't put it on the list because um, of amnesia, but there's there's other games on there. Looking at it, where you know, like what was it? Oh, System Shock remake. Yeah, yeah. Comes out on the thirtieth of May, and I was too young to play the original. I haven't played either of the first. Well, I haven't played any of the first two. And obviously, it was by um, Ken Levine, wasn't it? From um, I can't remember what the studio called. Uh, they did Bioshock, didn't they? That's so shocking. <laughs> Can't remember what they're called. But yeah, I'm really excited for that. I've watched a trailer for that recently because I had no idea it was coming out at the end of May. And Rational games. Irrational. Oh my God, that's just, that's pathetic. So yeah, it's that's Bioshock. That's, that's pathetic. <laughs> that's pathetic, that is. Bioshock's like one of my favourite games of all time. Couldn't even remember. But yeah, System Shock remake looks really good. I've, I've, yeah, as I said, I've never played it, so it looks right up my street, like yeah. sci-fi, like AI gone rogue kind of thing. But you know, you're stranded on a space station and it's about getting off, and but you know it's going to have decent, you know it's going to have a decent story. Yeah. And the, the 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 second one, I think in particular as well, had a very very is very highly regarded for its time. Uh, so I'm yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited to play that. The other weird one, which I just noticed, was Company Heroes 3 comes to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Oh, really? So if you fancy playing a real-time strategy on your controller, like a mental case, then that's how that's I'm saying. Yeah. How's that really going to control? I never got Don't that. Know. And it's actually crazy because the first time I played, obviously, greatest game of all time, XCOM 2, I played it <laughs> on PlayStation yeah, yeah, yeah. What PS3? Time I played it, yeah. Yeah, and then you just like play it on PC and you think, I can't believe I used to play this on yeah. PlayStation. With I finished it on PlayStation and then got it on PC and was just like, what was I thinking? I remember, were you playing that when we lived in London? Yeah. I feel like you were. I have a memory of like. Uh, no, that might have been. I think that was the one before it, XCOM Enemy Unknown. Oh, uh, right. But it was X. Which was a DLC? Well, speaking of DLC, actually. Horizon, the Burning Shores was released this week. I am going to grab it actually this evening. So I haven't played it yet. 
it looks like it's done pretty well. It's a meaty eight or nine hours of added story. It's only fifteen pounds as well, which I think is really reasonable for a for, you know eight nine hours worth of of a new story that's tied yeah. onto to an already existing game because you pay like sixty quid now for a six hour game. Yeah. Like I paid fifty five quid for Resident Evil Three remake, and it was about three and a half hours. Yeah, and I know obviously you can play it through again, but <laughs> I think you can. Back, you can. You, you know, but you can do that with every game. You can literally <laughs> do that with every game. <laughs> but it, it just yeah. I was like, that's that's that feels like a really reasonable price, you know, for yeah, DLC. I think, so. I think what I would say is a bit of an admission on my part. Because thinking, knowing we're going to talk about this today, I think it's very rare that I buy a DLC on release. Yeah. I cannot tell you when I last did that. It was probably way back in like Gears of War 1 when they released new maps of DLC. But I usually get them at some point when they're on sale. I, yeah, I don't know actually thinking back what DLC I would have got day one really. Mm. That's a good point. Because I normally would just wait. I would just wait a few. If I've just played the game, I, I would just. I don't know. It's it's, it's when you like the game, actually, it yeah. gives you an excuse to go back to it at a later date, doesn't it? Yeah, and weirdly, Horizon is the one where it would probably be the quickest time, the the shortest space of time between it coming out and me buying it, mm. which is like a week. Because yeah, yeah, it does. It does look really, really good. And I, I played. It's long enough now that I, I'm excited to go back and play horizon again and yeah. i might even get the platinum on it kind of thing because i had like 75 percent of the trophies yeah it's not too bad to go for i was looking yeah at it's basically just like collectibles and things like that it's just follow a guide on youtube and playing that chess game that's just i really want into oh uh, yeah yeah what's it called it's got a weird name hasn't it <laughs> i can't remember i can a remember mate but yeah the um yeah, it looks really good. It looks really good. And I'm going to, oh yeah, as I said, I'm going to pick it up this evening. We can have a chat about that next week, probably. But it got yeah. me thinking, as it's kind of like quite a big piece of DLC, what are some of the best DLCs you think have ever come out? It's a good question. I think you're not going to like my answer. Is there a definitive best DLC? I don't think there can be. Yes, there is. And uh, you're not going to like it. Is it could be XCOM 2, so I Oh, yeah, that has got DLC, hasn't it? Ah. <laughs> you just remembered now, is it? Oh, yeah, that has got... Funny you mentioned that. <laughs> go well, go on then. Like you, you. Uh, so I've got a few that have come to mind. Um, but if you want to, you know, if you want to start... Get Well, you? kick things off, and we'll see We'll see where it goes, shall we? Yeah. No, I, I actually am sort of taking the mick. I don't... I have two DLCs that I think... Uh, are contenders for my favourites. Uh, right, I think okay. one of them is going to be the same as one of yours as well. But yeah. XCOM 2 War of the Chosen is... Yeah. Mate, it's un- honestly... Because it's not just the, because it's my favourite game, but if it wasn't for this DLC, it wouldn't be my favourite game. The base right, game okay. of XCOM 2, yes, I love it. It's fantastic. It's amazing. But I could, I cannot go and play that game again without playing the War of the Chosen DLC because it's it's like an entire game on top of the game. It adds like thirty hours or something stupid, and you you it reshapes the entire campaign, and it also includes all of the other DLCs 
and you can choose which ones you want to have active on your run through, on your playthrough and stuff. So it's quite oh, nice, malleable in that sense. Yeah, yeah. But it adds three new enemies that literally change the goal of the campaign. And you've got to hunt them down. And they would, they're like elite assassins. One of them's like a, a warlock. One of them's an assassin and one of them's something else. I can't remember. He's just like a ba- bit of a badass, I think. Um, and they will just turn up in your missions and start slaying you until you hunt down where they live and like uncover their secret base. And then you can go and attack their base and wipe them out. And you've got to wipe them out before. Because until you wipe them out, they just turn up and they ruin just wreck it, you. ruin everything, man. Um, and it just, it's like I got the chance to play a game that I really enjoyed again for a second time and it reshaped the entire experience and actually made it incredibly better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah. So I know it's like, you know, almost a cliche for me at this point to go to XCOM 2, but. Nah, but you know, like, <laughs> that's your, that's your, it's like me, like gushing over Zelda. Like it's. That's what this is, isn't it? It's a celebration of our of our favorite video games and just video games in general. So exactly. No, yeah. that's. I think um, that that is when DLC is at its best, isn't it? Is when it adds it adds something to the to the already existing story that you have. Yeah. One of my favorites. Well, I was, I'll do the two at the same time because they're both from software ones. But yeah, that was my other one. <laughs> is the Dark Souls One DLC. Yeah. Um. And the Bloodborne DLC. Old Hunters. That was mine. Yeah. So, like Dark Souls One, I played it late. I actually played Dark Souls Three first, and I played Dark Souls One. I did as well. I, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think did. Dark Souls Three is like the most accessible, accessible in terms yeah. of difficulty and how how easy you can make it. And you can move and drink your Estus at the same time. Which yeah. Is, which is yeah. Great. Yeah. Which is uh, not so great when you've um play Dark Souls 3 first and then you go back and play Dark Souls 1 you're like why is he sit still like a why does he have to stand still (laughs) yeah don't worry about it just there's a matey there's a fucking demon trying to hit you with a giant axe just run and chug um but yeah the yeah the Dark Souls 1 DLC with uh in Ulysil and Artorius and Artorius Artorius mate just the best honestly probably probably yeah I mean he's my favourite favorite from software character because his story is just so good and the way you find out you hear about the legend that is artorius and he like the yeah, artorius yeah. the abyss walker he was so fucking hard that they like you know sent him to take on the abyss and he had his like pet wolf and yeah yeah you actually when you uncover it and you're like he didn't he didn't take the abyss on he got fucking whipped up by it yeah and got corrupted by it it's you that's taking and the abyss, and it's you off, that's mate. the ele- you're the legend that you hear about, like all these years, the ele- years later. Yeah, tied to Artorius. Yeah, and... mate, they do DLC in such a well. I mean, that's not even just DLC, is it? They do games in a unique and incredible way. Uh, you, yeah, but it gives me goosebumps. Like, the way that ridiculous. those DLCs tie into the main game, and it's exactly the same with why I love Old Hunters so much with Bloodborne because. Yeah. My favourite thing about that is Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower. It's just, it's, uh, it's my, it, yeah, it's my favourite boss fight in, in the whole game. Yes, it's my favourite From Souls buff, boss fight, hands really? down. Yeah, yeah. When I got to that, and it's that scene when she's like in the chair, 
um oh what is it she says she's there's like a really good line that she says that's like about like waking her up or something oh i could like absolutely butchered it um <laughs> but the way that she take ties back to the doll and german and stuff oh yeah and she says a corpse should be left well alone oh and i i know very well how the secrets beckon so sweetly only an honest death will cure you now liberate you from your wild curiosity and then she unsheaths the sword and it's like Ching! Uh, mate well the first time that happened i was like oh okay this is this is this the greatest is a game i've ever played yeah, this is a serious <laughs> serious game it's so good isn't it and like yeah. the, the sheet that she's hiding like the, the horrible dark secret that she's hiding from from basically everyone and then you the, go back the, to the, the, the fishing hamlet yeah 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 and she's like oh it seems so strange it feels like a, a weight has been lifted it's just oh, so much is just laid like the ground is laid and you just because they are very they are deliberately ambiguous and cryptic but you can find the story if you yeah, yeah. if you want if you really really want and it's such a reward it, the payoff for going out of your way and reading the item descriptions and you know listening to what people have got to say and just piecing it together it's quite difficult don't get me wrong it's not it's not so easy. much of it's relevant to it, each other do you know what i mean yeah like it, there's it, not like there's not nothing nothing's just nothing's just f***ing thrown there for no yeah, reason yeah exactly that's what i mean yeah you know like items and things like you find even like in dark souls 3 when you find Ornstein's spear, like in, down the well. Uh, now in Dark Souls Three, you find Ornstein's spear, like in the uh, where the where the drag where the nameless king. Where you find oh nameless yeah, king. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you you start to piece together that the nameless king was actually Gwyn's son, and like Ornstein yeah. Oh man, it's so good. It's just like uh, it's just you're like Fuck, this is just incredible. Like how so much care and detail has gone into to the narrative and people play those games and they're like oh they're just hard they're just really hard games like they don't make any sense it's like that's the least interesting bit yeah again it's just it's like they're not that they are hard they but, are but yeah let's that's not let's not they are fucking really hard but it the the payoff for, for for beating a boss and then just uncovering like a little crumb of lore and it's like this game and this world is just gets better and better and better and more rich in its story. Yeah. And even the way that they implement their DLC speaks to like just how strangely unique their approach to game development is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the Bloodborne one's halfway through the game. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. You, you can't just open the menu and go to the DLC. Yeah. You play yeah. half the game to get there. Same with the. Same with hey, Dark Souls the One. Dark Souls you have to play like more two than that. Of the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But yeah, that th those two are, are, I think, from a narrative perspective, are definitely my favourites. I'd say that and um, Left Behind. Yeah. The Last of Us, Left Behind. Yeah. I think as well is is a fantastic piece of DLC. Again, like just it's just perfect, really. It's it's prequel DLC. It's, it's short, but it fills in it fills in a bit of the gaps in the game, mm -hmm. and then it gives you all the context you need for like you know why Ellie is like the way she is, yeah. Why she's so scared of being lonely, and and sort of like why she's so tough as well, yeah. And it's just it's so sweet at the same time. 
Yeah, and it really provided me with exactly what I wanted from The Last of Us. I just wanted to understand more about the characters. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that was exactly what that DLC needed to be. Yeah, exactly. Because you get you get the context with Joel at the start of the game. You get why he's the way he is, why he's so stoic and yeah. miserable, like and just like just he's hollow, isn't he? He's just hollow inside. You, you can, understand that, but you never really understand that with Ellie until yeah, you need play the that. DLC. You need the context because if you played a um, like pre Ellie prequel DLC of Joel, where he's just being a savage, rampaging like other people who are just trying to survive, and like yeah, you're not yeah. gonna. Le- it, it might be fun to play, but you're not gonna learn anything. No, if, and if anything, that ambiguity around his character it, it, it's like that it's like the unspoken he's like look you know i've, I've done terrible things yeah because then you in your head you're like it's what do you think is terrible thing yeah yeah, yeah rorschach exactly. tests yeah yeah it is but yeah, what, do you, what do you think joe's done <laughs> just, <laughs> just, well terrible things just, just murdering loads murdering loads of innocent people probably um, so a couple of others I've got on a, on the on a, my list are uh, Minerva's Den on Bioshock Two is really really good. Yeah. Um, it's oh, it's it's the best part of that game because <laughs> but I didn't think Bioshock Two was great but Minerva's Den was really really good. It was really rich in its story, which obviously the first one and Infinite does really well. So it was quite nice to almost have the. A, a chunk of story from Bioshock 2, which you didn't really get in the main game. That sounds like I'm being harsh. I'm not. It's just, it just didn't do it for me as much as that. Yeah. Um, One that I've never played, which is a bit of a shocker because it's one that loads of people were like, look, this is, you've got to play this is the Witcher three blood and wine. Mm. I've not, which apparently is like, it's apparently like the dubbed as like the perfect end to Geralt's story. So it's like yeah. set after, the Witcher Three, I've never played it before, and I'm tempted. I've just, you know, when you get the, the little nugget of a game in your head, the idea of this game that you want to play again. I'm yeah. thinking about getting The Witcher Three for PS5. I tried it. I tried it a couple of years ago. I started Witcher Three on PC again, and I did. I really enjoyed it, and I got probably about 15 hours in, and then it just I sort of like dropped off it. But you know, when you just sort of drop off, and then it's hard yeah. to go back to something after a while. Or something else comes out, or like another game comes out, and that's the you just, constant burden. Yeah, though. it is, man. It's, it's hard. It's hard trying to balance all these games. <laughs> yeah, and I'm getting like anxiety looking at this calendar, looking at these games coming out. <laughs> I'm like, I want to play that. I want to play that. I want to play that one. But it's like I've got to like I've got to like do life at the same time. It's well <sighs> annoying. Bloody life. And the other one I put on there was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, <laughs> the DLC that's coming out, like that's being drip fred out, drip fred, <laughs> drip fred out, <laughs> drip fred out, uh, drip fed out the new courses and stuff, which I yeah. think is quite cool. Um, but you get it where you, that you get it free in inverted commas with if you pay for the Nintendo online thing for the year, but yeah. the DLC spread out over two years, so it's. <laughs> it's like two years it's weird isn't it what do we count as dlc like what do you what are we saying is the cutoff for what's not dlc anymore uh yeah it's all if it's an add-on it's downloadable content exactly really? like by definition yeah. yeah yeah but yeah like on steam you can buy on resi 2 you can um 
get just unlock everything in the game for a fiver. It's like that's one of the all the weapons and things like that. Yeah, just everything. Yeah, it's like is that DLC? Well, I guess it's yeah, it's a grey area. I think that that sort of thing in it, but like meaty traditional DLC is the stuff that I guess that we've discussed. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's loads on there as well that that we've not mentioned, but obviously we we haven't got all day to talk about it. Were there any others off the top of your head that you? Yeah, there was two more that I really enjoyed. Um, Fallout New Vegas. Pretty much all the DLC for Fallout New Vegas was right. really, really good. Um, again, I've never, I've never played Fallout New Vegas. Are you mad? Well, controversial opinion. I don't think Fallout's that great. Oh. I, think Fallout, I think Fallout's a bit overrated. But what ones have you played? Uh, three and four. Okay, I like. Three and I know, I know that New Vegas is supposed to be the best. Yeah, Fallout but I think game. three's amazing as well. If you didn't like three, I, I just don't know, don't... man. I, yeah, I just but don't the, like the combat in it. I just find it a bit. bit yeah, janky. the bat system is that what it's called? Um, just, yeah, it's not for me. For that. But yeah, the DLC in that was fantastic. Again, added lots of, to the story. Um, added new locations for you to go to, and just I, I loved that game. The yeah. other one that I loved at the time, and it, I remember everyone at the time really not liking it, but I think actually now it's quite uh, positively remembered. Is the Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare? Oh yeah, that's a shout actually. That's an absolute shout. That was really f-ing good. Yeah, I really liked it. It was like Evil Dead style zombies, right? Like yeah. almost a bit comedic, but yeah, really enjoyed that. But I remember at the time, all of my friends when I was playing it, thinks them saying it wasn't good, and I was like, I'm really enjoying it. What the f- do they know, man? They haven't got their own video game podcast, have they? <laughs> they might have. <laughs> They might have. I haven't spoken to him a lot of them for years. <laughs> yeah, we fell out after uh, they didn't like Undead Nightmare. Um, I've got another one that you're going to kick yourself for, to be honest. Um, mate, I bet there's, I bet there's loads. I've just remembered one off the top of my head as well. I've, got, I've actually got two that I think you're going <laughs> to kick yourself for. Go on. Uh, the first one we, we would breeze over: Mass Effect, Mass Effect Two, fantastic DLC. Yeah, 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 yeah. To be fair, most of the DLC for Mass Effect is amazing. Yeah. It's really, really good, to be fair. Yeah. Um, the other one is Command and Conquer Red Alert 2, Yuri's Revenge. Oh, mate, Yuri's Revenge. And the one I remembered just quickly was the uh, Zero Hour for Generals as well. Yeah, which is really, Zero really, Hour. Really, really that was good, wicked, mate. wasn't it? That was wicked. Yeah. But then it's like, ex- <laughs> they're expansion packs, aren't they? <laughs> but yeah, but that's they, just like, because... They came as like separate. But, nah, but I'm, just, I'm just being pedantic. If we had DLC at that point, that's what they would have been, right? Yeah, they would have. Yeah, you would have. DLC is just like it's the acronym for you know to make it more broad and just to throw it into that category, isn't it? But like, yeah, yeah when we were, like Yuri's Revenge and like Firestorm from Tiberium Sun things, that you, it was almost like a, it was like a, you'd have to buy the game, wouldn't you? It'd be like coming like like another box and yeah. you'd install it on top yeah, of the yeah. game. But yeah, that is essentially you know it's an expansion pack, but it's it's the same category, isn't it? If you know what I mean? Yeah. Nice. Well, that is, I think that's a pretty solid list of DLC that we've done well there. Some good, yeah. some good. And there's, yeah, there. there's loads more. Recent, <clears throat> what happened there? <laughs> I think uh, was recent, another recent one was Resi 8. <laughs> the Resi 8 DLC was really cool. That's quite new. Oh, I didn't play it. Uh, play there's it. just, honestly, there's just a bit in it with these mannequins. And what happens is when you are looking at them, they can't move. But as soon as you're not looking at them, they charge at you. I've seen it. Oh, I've seen mate. RKG play it. 
it's it the looks most, absolutely horrid, doesn't it? It's it's gross. It's the grossest yeah. thing ever. I can't <laughs> deal with that. It's so yeah. it's anxiety-inducing. That sort of thing, I in a f***ed up way, just love, though. I just love being scared in a game. <laughs> but yeah, I have seen that. In your, you're in the house, aren't you, where, where the, the baby thing's chasing you in the original game. Right, Reflect Selects this week is a game called Ravenlark, and it comes out on the 4th of May on Xbox and PC. It's also included with Game Pass. Developed by a Canadian studio of about 10 people called Coco Cucumber. Uh, They've done four games before. Bunny Bonker in 2013. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Bunny Bonker, okay. uh, which is a mobile game. Planet of the Eyes, Riverbond, and Echo Generation. So they've done uh, like this... It's like the it's kind of like blocky Minecraft yeah. style hybrid art style, but yeah. this is the third in a trilogy of of that art style of games that they're doing. Right. So uh, Echo Generation and Riverbond were the the other two that had the same. I really like it. It's, yeah. It's I'd imagine it's quite difficult to blend that blocky art style with a pretty just nice textures. Yeah, like the the feathers on the animals and stuff look really good, and then like they're just right next to like the pixel art style. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's, it's it kind of catches you off guard a little bit. Yeah, it's quite interesting visually. Uh, the blurb for it is just a short sentence. It's um, upon countering a mystical mirror, Ravenlock is whisked away to a whimsical world plagued by the sinister darkness of a tyrannical queen. Destiny awaits all in an unforgettable and heartfelt adventure. So yeah, the first thing I guess is that yeah, as we were saying, the art style is mad. So some of it's like Minecraft, <laughs> and then the textures in the background and on some of the bosses and things look. I mean, just, the, like, just like the, exaggerated art style. Yeah, the metal it, looks it's, like metal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite it's it's quite a strange one um, visually, but not in a not in a bad way. It's just quite interesting. It's just a third person action adventure by the looks of it. Kind of in the same vein as uh, Zelda and um, uh, Kana. I don't know if you played that. There, I never played that. I don't even know what it is. It's on PlayStation Plus now. It was a PlayStation exclusive, but it's it's it gives me the kind of um, like the sort of games Rare used to make for N sixty four, like uh, Banjo Kazooie and Conker's Bad Fur Day, like that kind of like not mascot mm-hmm, platformers, mm-hmm. but the whimsical world and it's a it's a bit of a platformer a bit of an adventure game there's some like light rpg mechanics in it things like that yeah just like a bit of a hack and slash it looks really cool and the art yeah the art style was the big thing that jumped out to me that and the fact that uh, it looked like it was yeah developed by rare god bless rare yeah it looks cool um that is out on may the 4th as i said it's coming to game pass it's only on xbox and pc because it's Mm. um microsoft published so no on the Sony machines. Nintendo. So, uh, Nintendo. <laughs> that one is called Ravenlock. What have you got out on the channel this week? Tom? On the channel this week, we've got a little uh, compilation of us playing Rocket League. It's titled Rocket League, He Wants to Die. Uh, and it's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> mostly us demoing people. There's, a, there's a, <laughs> some good features of our classic strategy, which is I demo... I demo the team and uh, take them out of the game so you can just wander in with the ball. 
<laughs> I mean, that's what it gets. Like, when you get to Diamond 3, Champ, and you basically don't have the time to just play that one game and get to the point where you can actually get further up, you just go, well, f***ing blow these up then. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just go and blow them up. I'm going to just score an open goal. I don't want to sacrifice the time I spend playing other video games to only play Rocket League and get yeah. good enough to beat you. So I'm just yeah, going to blow you up. I'm going to I'm going to blow you up. My mate is just going to tap it in. So <laughs> don't worry about it. I do love Rocket League though. We are we will do a special on Rocket League one day because it, yeah. it is and it is an amazing amazing game. To be honest, there's been rumors about them porting it to the next Unreal Engine for a while. It might be a good time to to do it if that yeah. happens. Yeah, well, it's just kind of, it's such a perfect ecosystem in it at the moment. It just, it it runs really well. It's so easy to get into, and it just they just make a mint on it, don't they? So, so yeah, that's out this week, is it? What day is that out? Uh, Sunday on the weekend. They come out way at the weekend. Loose. <laughs> get the notification bell on, mate. Exactly. Loot the truth. Yeah, I'm not. I don't make money on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's on Loot the Truth on YouTube. Right. That one will do us for this week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Cheers for coming on again, Con. You Thank don't you. have a choice in the matter. You have to, otherwise we wouldn't do this podcast. It's all right, enjoy. But yeah. Um Say, help me. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> Tied up in his basement. <laughs> right, that'll do us. I'll see you all in episode nine. Bye. Oh, this is that thing, isn't it? Oh, the test alert. Are you getting that as well, then? No, I think it's three o'clock, isn't it? Yeah, mine's just gone mad. The UK that's, test. That's alert. absolutely terrifying. I don't, that's that was horrible. They made yeah. it such a horrible noise. Oh, it's gonna go off in it on mine in a minute. Three o'clock. Why are they giving me a minute early? Is yours fifty nine? Yeah, they're giving me time to get out quicker than you. It's because you live in Brighton. They're like, don't worry about the other whites. <laughs> the tidal wave's gonna hit. It's gonna just fucking cover it anyway. Oh, just do it. Don't they know we're recording a podcast this time? I know. Like they just where's professional courtesy?